in soccer news For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betting Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now cause it probably won't last Pitches poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Some pretty good notes, I would say. Um, they should at least be somewhat acceptable uh, in terms of explaining whatever. But anyway, hey, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Welcome to episode eighty-four of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast, season four, episode sixteen. If you're technically counting. Uh, two leagues, one cup. My name is Jonathan Everett, and I'm coming to you from Northeast Portland. Oh, am I next? I'm Randy. I'm also in Northeast Portland. And this is Greg in Northwest Portland. Are we really reusing the two somethings, one cup joke like we Absolutely. did back during COVID? I mean, you, you can't. This is this is the only time it's appropriate. All right. Sounds good. Randy, what All are we right. going to talk about today? We're going to talk about. The League's Cup results, then that's in geostatus in relation to that, possibly? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Dope. Uh, we're recording <laughs> this the day of. Was it just announced today that uh, the Timbers will be hosting Monterey on Friday, August 4th at Providence Park? Or did they announce that yesterday? I don't remember. Today, I believe. Today. They- pretend announced it last night but then uh, it was originally showing as happening on wednesday and then it switched and then it was uh whatever but uh they today released the actual details of the match outside of the start time well for anybody uh who doesn't know my first question is why do you listen to this podcast uh because most of you <laughs> probably do know the timbers were the runners up in the west one group uh they beat San Jose Earthquakes at a very exciting 2 0 win last mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, and then a 2 uh, 1 loss to Tigres that I we're going to talk more about, but uh, I'd say you don't have to feel that bad about it. Uh, I did not. I did not get to see the San Jose match. I was camping without internet access. You should just buy a Starlink uh, because you can have internet access pretty much anywhere in the world. Okay, I'll I'll do that, Jonathan. Cool, good to know. Thanks, appreciate you committing to the podcast, Randy. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, oh, wait, I thought you were going to pay for it. I thought oh, no, you were going to no, 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 expense no. it. Oh, no, never that's mind. Definitely on you. Um, okay, Greg, you were at the match, right? I sure was. I was at that match too, and. What I want to say is let's quick talk about our predictions because I think all of us didn't feel as good as we actually did, except for a gentleman who is not recording with us today, Josh, who decided that work was a more important obligation than bantering over the internet with three other men. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Randy, you predicted a one-to-one draw, but Timbers winning on penalties. Greg, you predicted a one-to-one draw with Timbers losing on penalties. I predicted a one to nothing win and Josh, the modern day Oracle predicts a two to nil win Portland. Ooh, Josh. Yeah. He's, I, th- I think he has the most 
predictions uh, hmm. this season. Uh, I don't ever keep track of them. Whenever, he, whenever he's yeah. not predicting eight zero wins, he's right. <laughs> yeah, it was remarkable, and and I gotta say, man, that Evander goal was one of the more magical ones I've seen this season. Uh, and Greg, what did you think of it? You have a, you actually have a better vantage point of it than I do. Oh, absolutely glorious. Absolutely glorious. No notes. I have nothing to add. Interesting watching, which we'll get to later, watching Monterey and uh, Seattle. They mentioned the Evander goal and who was it? Maybe, no, maybe it was um, San Jose and Tigres match. They mentioned uh, Evander not, did not celebrate his goal and afterwards was asked about it. He said he, he was pissed off about the, the performance of the team up until that point and that's why he didn't um oh i did celebrate. not hear that of the team i thought he was pissed off with his own performance i'm going on what i heard from the okay. broadcast and they were and they said he was pissed off at the team initially the guy tried to be like uh nicer about it and the guy's like no i believe he said he was pissed off huh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way i understood it uh he was owning up to a few mistakes that he had made in the minutes leading up to it ah uh, okay all right okay. well anyway it was a long range beauty. If you have not seen it, which again, I'd be surprised if you hadn't, if you're listening to this podcast, but I watched it again today just to, to relieve said moment. And I would say that you should do the exact same thing. Keeper had no chance. And the other thing was he was completely unmarked dead center. And uh, when he got that ball, it was like, he almost looked more like shocked that he was unmarked. And not only did he get like two good touches on it, in terms of running towards the net, he just the screamer. It's like one of those goals where there's there's absolutely nothing the keeper can do, and one person like tried to go in and defend at the last second, but it was already way too late, and it was beautiful. Yeah, hey Evander, what a nice goal. I'm sorry for all the mean things that I said about you over the past few months. I have, still haven't seen it yet. Maybe I'll go back and rewatch it, but um, or watch it. They say they say that we were not doing very well up until that point. I I would concur. Dr. Harris. Yes? Do you concur? Concur with what, sir? Do you concur? Absolutely. Didn't I? Why did not concur? It is unremarkable. It was the same thing all season long whenever we play a bad team. It's the two bad teams playing badly at each other. Yeah. And then, I mean, we'll fast forward to the to the next goal. And this is one of the ones that I must have been getting slightly inebriated by this point, because I don't remember it being as amazing as the TV highlight showed. But I highly recommend you rewatch this goal for our lovely Felipe Mora, who I also incorrectly predicted would be done and would never play for the Timbers again. Probably two (laughs) years ago. I think I made that one. Um, But that's fine. I'm not. I'm not here for the accuracy. I'm just here for the fun. But the buildup, like everything, pass. It was bold. It was wild, lucky, perfect. Everything that could ever have happened, happened in that moment. And it was, I almost want you guys to watch it right now while we're recording this, just so I can watch your faces. But it was a Paredes header in the defensive and Moreno, who does like a self-pass off his chest and then over uh, and then he passes back to Paredes, who's making the run, who passes to Luria, who's making the run, who then fires like one of those, like, I hope you can beat your defender passes up to Mora, who he smokes them. I don't know what they did in his uh, healing process this time around, but they definitely put some 
some, uh, I don't know, gas in the engine. I don't know, the chicken nuggets in the mouth. I don't know what you want to call it, but it was <laughs> like, like he went for it, man. It was unbelievable. And then Masterclass at the end takes the right touches right around the keeper. Very much a sigh of relief at the end of the match. What's that stuff the Nutty Professor used to make the bouncing shoes? Oh, maybe shit. they maybe they put that in his. I had a joke, but you'll get mad at me if I make it, so I won't say it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to hear it. Oh, it's okay. That uh, was, I want to say, uh, Luria's pass, Luria's assist is probably Luria's best singular touch ever as a Portland Timber. Agree. The biggest criticism of him, uh, probably any season, but mostly this season is he just doesn't seem aware of what's going on around him and what options he has. And he showed an insane amount of awareness, a pin, perfect, excellently weighted ball exactly where it needed to be. He looked 10 times the player he is on any given day. So hell yeah, Marvin. For that goal that Boley assisted Espria on the other match against Columbus, where it was like that perfectly weighted outside of the right foot pass uh, mm-hmm. around a defense. It was the same type of pass, but like the amount of things that had happened into that lead up. Like if you seriously haven't watched it, Randy, go back and watch it. It's just in the MLS app. It takes you, I don't know, 30 seconds. I know you're busy, but <clears throat> the it's... You, you, it'll, you'll be very surprised to see it. It's like one of those things where, again, like every pass is perfect. Every pass is lucky. Um, and everything they tried in that run of play was just – it was – that run is nothing that you would ever practice. It was like a trick play uh, anywhere else. It was, it was good. All right. Yeah. And so, I mean, that win sets us up to step on into a match against a powerhouse team from Liga Amekis, which – I did not know uh, has the player on there. If you guys remember the U S men's national team match against Mexico, and this must've been like three or four years ago when Matt Miazga was pushing and shoving with one of their guys. And he's like one of their tiny guys, like Chara size. And Matt Miazga is on the field pretending like he can't see him when they're trying to argue. Um, <laughs> and he kept putting his hand down, like saying like, you come up to my sternum, like get away from me. I could, pick you up and throw you through the whatever. And, oh, God. Uh, it's one of my favorite things from, like, a rivalry between U.S. and Mexico just because it was so cocky American but also warranted due to the behavior of said Mexican player. And then when I saw him on the very field at Providence Park, I was going, whew, oh, man, I really want someone to do that to him again. And no one did. So, Except you yelled short. You're short, Adam, a, a million times every time he came by. So, in fairness, Randy, I did get pretty drunk that night, too. So, really? Yeah. You didn't seem that drunk. No, it's it, my problem with drinking is that I'm really good at it. And then yeah. uh, it's bad because I can still appear to be functioning. Oh. And then all of a sudden, I'm just done. Did and you pre-party pretty heavy? Because you didn't, I mean, you only had a couple while I was there. I drank three beers at the bar before with our friends from Beer Mongers, and then uh, I drank two beers at home before I even left. Oh, jeez. And yeah. then at the stadium. Uh, that's cool. Let's brag about how much we drink. Uh, no, I don't need to, uh, because <laughs> this no. past weekend was... 
And then not healthy. Yeah. Hey, Jonathan, that bottle of whistle pig you brought me is empty. Oh, I, will, I have another <laughs> one for you if you need it. Um, it, yeah. Again, this is a sober week after the weekend in Kansas City. Uh, sum up the Timbers Tigres match in a single made-up word: Concacafi. Yeah, <laughs> this was the most Concacafi oh, match. Yes, but I don't know why any of us are surprised. Like every time we have one of these, it's like we're sitting here pulling our hair out. But you stop and you think about it. No, of course it was going to go like this. Jonathan, talk about the match. So I, again, uh, was super pumped to be able to see a team like, you know, Tigres in this stadium. Give them a lot of credit. They had a ton of support. And it's also the second time that I've been to a match where I've seen vendors outside in be- by where Hot Lips was who were hawking fake products, which only ever happened at the Club America match as well. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was really fun. The even though like the people who were sitting like I, so Randy and I went together for this match and the people who were sitting behind us, you know, t- like Tigre supporters and having a good time. There was no, no real animosity in the, in the stadium. It never felt dangerous. Like it did when club America was there and, you know, they lit off flares and quarter sticks and set the stadium partially on fire just for a few minutes, which I still don't understand how they got all that stuff in there. I'm pretty sure they put it in their butts and then um, (laughs) released it upon entering. But it was um, it was a good match. We looked good. And what was interesting was the the match against San Jose. We were in a four, three, three. And then in this one, we went to a four, two, three, one, which to me is like just more attacking uh, in terms of what we're going for. And and I, I think we looked pretty damn good in this game. Yes. Whoa. I think we did too. I got to tell you, uh, ha- also having watched Tigris play against San Jose, I'm not that impressed with Tigris. What's your biggest thing about them? I mean, I don't know. They they barely managed to, to beat us only because we were down a man for 60 minutes. Um, well, 55 minutes. I don't know however long it was with stoppage. But, I mean, we Evander getting set off on – which. I still can't figure out how or what that second yellow was. That changed the game dramatically. Uh, we we could have won without, and I'm not saying we would have, but um, and we weren't even we weren't even out of it with being down a man the whole time. And then they only managed to beat San Jose one to zero. I'm not super impressed. Maybe they're just not taking it seriously. I mean, it could be. It was. Let's let's talk about that Evander second yellow card in the 44th minute. Uh, but first, let's talk about, again, his goal. When he was setting up, I think I was standing with you, Randy, and I was like, he's going to score this. Like, no <laughs> question. It's a dead center shot. Um, and if, again, you watch the replays of it, the bend that he gets on that ball, that the keeper guessed right. The keeper was going in the right direction, and it looked like it was going to, like, you know, go – go far and wide and the way it bends and curves and just hits right in the top back right corner was again, a masterclass. He is a magician when he's on and he is awful when he is off, but he celebrated his goal. So that yeah. was nice. In and a very strange way. It just yeah. falls over and lays on the ground. Puts face his face down. into the turf. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure someone spit there four yeah. seconds ago. Don't, um, don't inhale too much. You're going to get cancer. Yeah. 
But what I what I said as he was setting up was I turned to the person next to me and I said, if he scores this, I will order my messy Timbers jersey immediately after the match. <laughs> <laughs> How much did it cost? Yeah. Uh, I did not make good on that promise. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you called my bluff. You're right. I'm not doing it. But nope. um, it, he looks- so that's two two pretty crazy goals by him in two matches. So is he on now? I I think he is. But now the question is, is he off for Friday? So yeah, he's off because the- he's it's the red card. It is, and so yeah. I don't know if because uh, again, if you've watched any of the replays. I can't see any bit of that where he violently connects with any other player in that sequence. And they showed the replay. He didn't touch him. Um, so even if you elbow over somebody's head and you don't touch them, it's like, I don't understand how that in and of itself is a yellow card, let alone a second yellow leading to a red. And the um, Tigres players were just milking everything. I hate watching soccer from there in South America, where it's just like every play is like, you know, like roll around the ground for like 10 minutes, like someone, and they didn't even touch him. It's just like, how does that one not go back to VAR? I don't understand how that's not someone saying, Hey, just double check and, and, and take a look. Cause you couldn't watch that replay and be like, Oh yeah, that's definitely a second yellow, which leading to a red. But apparently if the people, uh, when I say people, I mean the trolls on Reddit are correct. They're saying that the Timbers can appeal it because it's a second yellow in League's Cup, even though apparently in MLS you cannot. So that's in the rules. Um, uh, Citation probably needed, but also didn't feel like researching it. Just wanted to convey rumors as I as I read on the Internet. But the I don't know when the disciplinary committee meets again to review any potential challenges, uh, but that was. The, I, I would challenge that for sure. There's no way that's a freaking second yellow. Yeah, I would. I, I have zero um, confidence that it will be overturned just because they'd never seem to overturn stuff like that. Cops without. all band together, man. I yeah. get it. <laughs> Unless it's a case of mistaken identity. Yeah. I never I never went back and watched the replay. To Even if you go to the highlight on MLS site, you're like, it's like, what? <laughs> you watch the thing. Yeah. And they, they don't, and you're like, huh? What's I, I never went back and looked, so I don't know. It sure didn't look like it in the moment. I heard enough people saying, yes, that was clear retaliation that, okay, I'm willing to listen to them. But regardless, the first yellow on Evander was even worse than the second. Was it? it? I didn't. It, I don't remember it. A first yellow was a nothing call. I have no idea where it came from. Yeah. So my conspiracy theory brain taking over for Josh because he's taking a break from this episode is that they the there were later calls in the match where the Timbers should have, like there should have been penalties against us and Tigres did not get the calls and I wonder if those were sympathy calls because we had a man sent off like not in the uh, you know so i struggle with words sometimes and this is one of them uh where he he was not set off correctly what's the word i'm looking for incorrectly no (laughs) there's a there's a fancier word i want that i can't Uh, get out erroneously Yes, Aron- that's a good one. Uh, that's uh, New Jersey Public Schools coming to get you here in your later days. The, 
Um, I think that's <laughs> eight beers in a night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was definitely uh, frustrating. But anyway, so point being inconsistent foul calling, multiple missed calls throughout the match. Some things that were clearly fouls that weren't called and things that were foul that were not fouls that were called. And it's just, it's impossible to win. It's not impossible because T grace did it, but it's impossible to feel bad about that match. Just given that we made it all the way. It was like what the 90th minute or the 80th minute when they finally scored the, their second goal. But um, let's talk about their goals. Both of them are from mistakes. The Tigres first goal was Evander giving the ball away in midfield very poorly trying to be fancy. And then in that process, they gained possession and McGraw was way out of position, at least by my standard, just three on two at that point in terms of someone who could actually defend and they just did not miss. So uh, bad performance from Evander and, and McGraw on that one. But then again, Holding on strong until the you know 80th, but again their second goal was uh, Mascara just completely ball watching and not watching his man who has a free open header at the the back corner. Which again nine times out of ten for anyone that's going to be a goal, and it's frustrating on that because those are the you can't get mad because it's what how many minutes like down a man where you're playing your asses off, and so you're going to make silly mistakes or it's not going to be as perfect, but still just like. Damn it! Like it would have been fun just to squeeze out a point. We we're not going to be able to get away with that against Monterey. Agree. Have you guys? Did you watch any of the Monterey matches? I did not watch, but I know they absolutely demolished the Flounders. <laughs> yes, what even even two? yeah, even though the the Sounders, I watched that match. They scored two goals in the first five minutes five minutes into the match that they need to win by three goals, they're up to zero. And so you're like, holy cow, these jerks are going to be able to pull it off. And then they just imploded. But uh, Tigres beat RSL 3-0 as well. Oh, Monterey beat RSL 3-0 as well. And so we're not going to be able to get away with that kind of stuff against them. Yeah. I Rio in the presser afterwards said on that second Tigres goal, the guy who scored it would normally have been Paredes's mark, but because they were down a man, he had to defend differently. Uh, that being said, this is not the first time Mascara was the nearest defender to the guys scoring a goal. Sure, so, sure. yeah, it was interesting because in the if you watch the replay the it's Paredes who throws his hands up in the air at Mascara, like what the fuck? And um, Randy's updating the show notes in, in the moment. So, Oh yeah. Ooh, he's going to sneak in and <laughs> old man yells at clouds bit. I'm in go for it, buddy. Oh, right now. Yeah. yeah oh, uh, okay. Um, I got a beef with the way that uh, old man yells at clouds. I don't even know if that's how the song goes. Old man yells at clouds. Woohoo! Who's laughing now? <laughs> it, shut up. Uh, a beef. Well, somebody's got a beef with me inserting now. Brandy, you need to have a new segment. Old man yells at clouds from Cloud City. Because that's where you are in the Star Wars thing. Get the hell out of here. 
<laughs> Who is that someone? All right, duly noted, Dane. I'm doesn't change my opinion, but duly noted um the people who are in charge of the mls highlight reels for each game do a really poor job of that and that's evidenced a lot of the games but especially in this one um you just don't get to see things that normally should it's like they spend like they get the goals first and then it's like a bare minimum of time um it's almost as if they they don't that person isn't watching the whole match it's just just poor what do you guys think? I personally hate the app. The app always freezes and crashes. It's never been good ever since they did the, the most recent skinning of it, how many years ago that was. And it's frustrating to me because it's trying to watch those highlight videos is is difficult. And you'd figure that Apple would have figured that shit out by now and saying like, hey, yeah. if you're going to have an app, like we'll develop it for you. Maybe that's going to change for next year. Are you talking about the, the MLS app? Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the I'm talking about the Apple TV game oh, uh, highlights. Yeah. I, I, uh, so I am someone that I would like there to just be a channel on Apple TV that is dedicated to whatever, and then like every hour they're just showing highlights forever, and it just stays on because that's something that I would sit down and have on in the background and be like, oh look at that, cool. Um, there's trying to watch like leading up to a match where it's uh, the Timbers history against Dallas and it's for two minutes and I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna click again and click again and click again. And it's like yeah. five different things. It takes up seven minutes and it's the stupidest um, like user experience. Just like hit play. Let's watch all of them in one go. Like, why do we have to have different video clips for whatever? So in, in some of the, the lead ups to the other matches, they're showing some highlights from earlier. And like, for instance, they showed the, the last headed goal from uh, that Timbers match with Tigres and which is probably the least interesting goal that happened that night. And I don't know if they're showing that because it's, it's the one that won the game or not, but like, you know, you'd think Evander's goal, which was like a really good goal, would have made that cut, but it didn't. I don't know. It's just a beef I've had. It's I have it with other matches before. This was just my chance to complain about it. Complain about it. All right, moving on. Deaf ears. One thing I thought was pretty interesting, since we're already off topic, is the match day experience in the stadium was definitely catered somewhat towards Tigris fans as well. It's like they tried tried to make it, uh, which you don't get on the television if you try to watch that. You know, when they scored goals, they had a special like flashing Tigres animation on some of the screens. Um, and so, you know, you could def that was something that's new. I can't recall ever seeing that for an opponent's goal score. I, so I think that's interesting, Randy, because I was thinking about this as well. I had the same initial reactions to you, but then all of the Mexican teams aren't playing at home. So sure. oh, I'm not, playing. I'm not complaining about, it. I'm just, I'm just noticing yeah. that this is, that was interesting. Yeah. I, cause I wonder if, if they had played like, say like one game uh, where oh, this is, this is like how bad we don't know anything about anything else. Where did Tigres play? I've Monterey. Oh, what stadium? In, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So 
But if we were there, we probably wouldn't get that. But again, they're doing everything here. So it's, uh, it's okay. Yeah. At first it was, I was a little bit PO'd about that, but then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, all right, I guess I can. And I had the same kind of thought that you did. Um, another interesting thing was every time we had a goal kick and I thought I was imagining it, but, um, it actually happened in the stadium. Every time we had a goal kick, they queued up some, um, uh, I guess Hispanic music. I don't know what to call it, but definitely music that they don't typically play in the stadium. And I thought that was interesting too. And then I was like, that's weird. Why they only do it on the goal kicks. And then I was like, Oh, they had that speech in the big, before the game started where the two team captains came up and talked about, I, I can't recall exactly, but I have to imagine it was about being on your best behavior and uh, setting a good example or whatever it was they said. Um, so I wonder if that loud music every time we had a uh, goal kick was to distract people from the hmm. the, the chant that sometimes uh, accompanies goal kicks in Mexico. I'm going to have to woke check you, uh, Greg. Are you allowed to say Hispanic or do you have to say Latinx? Oh, lat- is that Latinx? Well, it's the same, isn't it? I mean, it's a Mexican league. Well, and Hispanic doesn't just mean Mexican, too, by definition. What is maybe, it, Randy? Maybe not by popular use. Hmm. Look, Google it, man. Google it. I'm going to. It can refer. Um, it can refer to like other Spanish-speaking countries, European and otherwise. All right, woke watch 2023. <laughs> all right. Okay. This is um. This is there's there's some articles. NBC News. Many Latinos say Latinx offends or bothers them, and they prefer Latino or Hispanic. Huh. okay i am i am super intrigued i am going to ask people because i really want to know the answer to that i would like to be appropriate when when i use terms so all right well why don't we move on to the match this friday uh i was very popular last night as now that there's going to be another match against another big team everyone's saying do you have any extra tickets and (laughs) as it looks the answer is no i don't um again how exciting is it to see another powerhouse coming to Portland to play? Even if we're going to get our asses handed to us, it's still going to be fun to watch. And I guess we should recap. I felt pretty, pretty all right about how we played down a man for that. So I was yeah. sort, sort of upbeat after that. Yeah. I feel good about Tigris. It still sucks, but I didn't walk away. Like that was our fault. I walked away. Like that really did get stolen from us. And uh, normally you could say like, don't make the referees make decisions. And that's usually around like a bad penalty or something like that. But this is a red card that was undeserved in the first half. So I can't, I can't get mad at said result for it only being two to one against a team that again is supposed to be one of the better teams in this tournament. So I think that's totally fine. Greg agree. We went toe to toe with the reigning champion of Liga Emeki down a man for 60 minutes and even down a man, it looked like we could pull a result out. Like, I got a, I got a question. How come LAFC has a buy getting into this and Tigris doesn't, if they're the reigning champions, um... there's too many teams in MLS. <laughs> uh, that, I, that's probably not incorrect. Um, uh, in terms of the actual real reason, <laughs> but whatever one they put on a, on a website, I don't know. 
Why? This is again, we can Google in the moment because we're journalists. Journalism's happening here live. I guess not live, pre recorded, almost live. Why? Pretty sure there's another Liga MX team that that has a buy too. I have no idea. (laughs) Leaguescup.com. For defending champions of the respective leagues, LEFC and Pachuca. Uh, they will receive an automatic buy to the knockout round as a reward. So Tigre is not the defending so champion? Tigres win the Apertura and the other team win the Clausura. Is that what it is? All I know is I heard Tigres won something. Yes. That's, yeah. Yeah, I guess they totally won. That was May 16th. Um, so maybe uh, Tigres was before that? May would have been anyway. the Apertura. Oh, maybe it was, maybe it was before when the tournament was announced. Oh, that could be, that could be, um, but yeah. Okay. So Pachuca is the, the buy. So, okay. That makes sense. All right. We'll get us back on track here. So Friday match against Monterey. So we have red cards and the one, the Vander, which again, I hope they appeal and, uh, it is overturned likely not, but still hoping that happens. And then, I've been seeing on the internet that Bingham got a red card. I can't find anything. I can't find anything on that on the timber site. I mean, if you, I have tried to research it, like you implored somebody to do in the notes and I could not find that. Although they did mention it on the broadcast last night too. Yeah. Was there, do you know of anything, Greg? I have not heard that before. You just brought it up this instant. Well, I mean, again, it doesn't, who cares? It's freaking Bingham. Uh, we'll have Ivicic in goal, which I'm fine with. Salty, salty, salty. Yeah, I'm trying to look. There's like, there's nothing. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's my prediction. Uh, two, three loss. If we get Evander back, if they, if the appeal is successful, three, one loss. If we do not get that, I am going to pull out another win for the Timbers and I am going to say we win one nothing what wow are you sure man yep okay wow. i think we are gonna play a park the bus style <laughs> of match and just go all counter attacking and <laughs> like a yeah. like a six two we, two <laughs> we will have one shot on goal one goal and our xg will be like 0.05 uh because we will have had no possession other than people streaking down the wings and we get one goal. Um, is, is Bowley injured? Am I missing something? Or is he not eligible to play in this competition? I don't know why he wouldn't be eligible. He did play. When? He came on as a sub. All right, fine. I'm wrong. I was drunk. Leave me alone. Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Greg, that's you- what we should talk about. The the re- absurd subs at 88 minutes or whatever. What is the point? Oh, what Jesus. is the point, man? What is the... Is he doing a Caleb Porter impersonation? Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, we'll get to that topic in a minute. So, Greg, what's your prediction? Uh, just put bad ouch oof. Bad ouch oof. I mean, that could imply a lot of things. Like, this we is... get destroyed, there's injuries, and someone exposes themselves in the, in the Timbers army. This yeah, this is going to be the old yeller match where we get put out of our misery because it's not getting any easier going forward. Should we make a prediction for Josh? Should we I'd give him not. another two two zero win? Yes. Okay. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. 
All right. So I this I kind of already talked about this, but I'll say again, formation guess. I think it's all defensive, maybe even like the four, three, two, one, where we just clog the midfield defensive midfield and, you know, break on a counter whenever we get a chance. But um, considering we change formations against San Jose and against Tigres, anyone, any other guesses? Yeah. Araujo makes his first start for the Timbers. Five-man back line, letting Ooh. Bravo and Mascara push forward in the attack. Okay. Um, and I started, I saw somebody else on Twitter uh, say the same thing, uh, but he had... You mean on uh, X? Oh, yeah. Sorry. On, <laughs> on Zitter. <laughs> and he had, he had uh, the same idea, but with Moreno playing the 10, and I just simply said i like this a lot but i don't think moreno is you know he's he's not our playmaking number 10 he gets bodied off the ball way too easily and he replies something like which moreno have you been watching lol and i'm do you do you want to look it up and he's like yeah show me what you mean and called me ted lasso as if that was an insult (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like oh that's a weird come that's a weird uh like yeah like I'm yeah, like, wait a minute. Do you mean panic attack Ted Lasso, or do you mean like super <laughs> yeah. sweet and nice Ted Lasso? Yeah. Let's clarify. Yeah. But like, yeah. So I don't, I don't know who plays the playmaker in that system, but I think a five man back line getting Bravo and Mascara into the attack is going to be key, uh, especially with their speed if it is going to be counter attacking ball. So five man, you're going to say, so you're saying start Mabiala too? No, McGraw, Zuperich. <laughs> oh, you were, it's not even you, funny anymore, I guess. You were making a joke. <laughs> Flogging like, a dead horse. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> ah. Keep hitting it. I, Greg, I like your, your prediction uh, of the, uh, I think that's a, a strong possibility, which would give us the opportunity to get back and defend with, with five. And um, I want to say, man, Araujo looked pretty good. Just uh, visually, where I was like, "Oh, cool! It's none of our existing center backs." You mean like his handsome? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, all the above. It was nice to see someone else in that uniform on that field playing center back, as opposed to our current cast of characters. He looked super competent for the 45 seconds Geo let him play. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he looked majestic. Um, (laughs) So, and then. The other, like Randy, do you have any any dissenting points on no, formation guesses? I'm not I'm not qualified to make that. Um, I'm okay. not qualified. The last thing I want to talk about before we talk about Geo is the the bracket that we are in. Um, I am not a fan of the way that this bracket is playing out, and I realize that's probably just because I want the Timbers to do well. But assuming if we can get past Monterey, uh, pretty sure that Tigres will beat Vancouver. Uh, And if so, that means we'll play Tigres in the next round. And I don't understand how those brackets played out. I don't think any team should be able to play another team from the same uh, brackets. And I don't know if that was just based on... I don't know if that was based on regions the way they did it to keep all the regions together so that you get like maybe like a regional final four where it's whatever. But I thought that was silly for the Timbers to be able to play Tigres right away again. Yeah, that's that's bad. Um, And it's probably because of the regions. But yeah, that's that's 
they should fix that next for next year. I gotta say, man, I thought this tournament when they first announced it, I was really upset about it because I was like, we can't, we don't have, you know, they don't have a room in the schedule for this. It's just gratuitous. But um, now were very, you wrong? I'm very excited about it now. Yeah, Greg, how how wrong do you want to admit that you are as well? I never said it wouldn't be fun. I said it was stupid, and I still think it's stupid. It's amazing. But this it's is like fun. probably the most watched tournament. Um, in no, it's MLS. not because they don't show the matches on Apple TV. They're shown on like what are they show or are they shown on Apple TV? Am yes, I they're yeah, shown they're on, on Apple, Apple TV. TV. Oh, okay, no, unless you're yeah. you can't watch them in Mexico on Apple TV, but everywhere else you can. I was thinking of CCL. CCL is not broadcast on Apple TV. Um, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So no, I, I yeah, whatever. So last, I'm sorry, one more bit before we get into um, the geo conversation uh, is you guys been watching Leo Messi? No, no, you really haven't. No, uh, I mean, I saw that first League's Cup match, but I think I was still camping while a lot of that stuff was going down, man. The, so I, we talked about this before when it was when they were announcing they were signing Messi and I was like, how is that possible? They were just sanctioned for not uh, following the DP rules and they were funneling money through different channels and blah, blah, blah. And I've read articles now that are saying other owners in MLS are getting mad because it's like, how the hell are they pulling all this off where they're the, the amount of players that they've signed, which is again, basically Barcelona from, you know, but five years ago, and now they're getting more. I was reading now that Luis Suarez wants to buy his way out of his contract with his team in Uruguay and um, come to, to Miami. And I just don't understand how they're going to get, I should drop my pen. Uh, I don't understand how they can make those roster rules work. And I think if there's a lot of success with leagues cup, which there clearly is so far in terms of excitement and people watching that I bet we see a massive change in rules for next season in terms of the ability to bring in either A, more DPs, or significantly increase the the overall salary cap. Or maybe you have like DPs that have to be over $10 million a year as opposed to whatever, um, and they don't count. But it's... DP light? Yeah. It'll be like everyone will be a DP light except for like the real DPs. And... They, yeah, LAFC clearly cooked books in a way to do it to get Bale and Chelani, um How do you say his name? Was it Chelani? Whatever it is, sure. the one that Suarez bit, which I think it would be kind of fun to see next year if Suarez uh, makes it and they they play against each other and he gets one more bite before he's done. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's definitely uh, it's it's cool. I love watching Messi play, and he it's. It's going to be completely unfair to any other team, though, in terms of like having a balanced league. You think that's going to hold up? Is he really that good where he can just carry the whole team? Well, he's going to have all those guys. And <laughs> like they played Atlanta, man. Yeah. Did you see that shit? I did not. It was, it was a joke. Uh, it's, it's so Zlatan, when he came over, very impressive and scoring spectacular goals, but that's all that he really does, other than like fire like people up and get them wound up, or it's like Messi's just. Crisp, cool, collected, and I that makes the other players makes the whole yeah. team better. Yep. What about Zaba? Zaba. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm gonna go back to some Ted Lasso references. Man, they look when I showed a picture of Zlatan to other people who had no idea who that character was based off of, and I was like, look at them. They're like, oh my god, that looks exactly like him. I'm like, I don't know how they got that actor uh and uh got him to do it, but that is yeah, case in point. Anyway, all right, now we can move on to Geo because Randy has to edit and it'd be great if we keep this under 50. I think with the results in this tournament uh, and the win with uh, against Columbus before this tournament started, um, I think Gio is now safe for the rest of the season. He got enough out of the team uh, when he needed to, to be able to maintain, I would say, at least job security throughout the end of the year. Um, and I think that's even if we don't make the playoffs. And if we beat Monterey, for sure he's safe for the rest of the year. I don't think so. I, th- I mean, if we beat Monterey, maybe. If we don't make the playoffs, I don't think he's safe. Um, uh, yeah. Un- unless, yeah, if, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to quantify that. Uh, if we don't make the playoffs, he's not safe. He's not, he will not be asked to return. He will be, they will have, uh, they will reach a mutual agreement. So if, if we make the playoffs, you're saying that he's safe, like, and we'll be here for next year. Yeah. But if we do not make the playoffs, he is not safe and will not be here. for. Yeah. They will reach a mutual agreement and he will leave. Okay. Greg. When is Gio's contract through next year? No, he re-upped at the start of the season after all the shit, all right. like when Merritt Paulson. So what I want to happen and what I think will happen are two very, very different things. I want to start fresh, uh, which is hard to say because uh, we ran into Gio at a winery last week and he was a lovely person who was fun to talk to. And I feel bad being Gio out when he came over and put his hand on my shoulder and shot the shit with us. Uh, but no, it's I. I. Mm. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna talk any about that. No, no, no. I'm not. Anyway, um, come on, I don't... man. You gotta at least mention. Did I hear right that his wife was trying to drag him away from you? Oh yeah, he was a li- he was a little bit tipsy, and he was hanging out at a table when it was time for them to go, and just like continuing the conversation. At some point, his wife comes over, like tugs on his arm, like, "Come on, honey, time to go. Let's let's wrap it up." And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, my wife. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wait, did he actually say it like Borat, though? <laughs> he said it like Geo. But anyway, um, my wife. So <laughs> here's the thing. We all know that Merritt Paulson's not going to sell, at least not before World Cup. Mm-hmm. If Geo's contract takes him through World Cup... Merritt might not make a change period the end just to make the books more predictable to potential buyers after the world cup. Ooh, interesting. Well, let me just wrap it up really quick. Like best case scenario, Merritt sells. Do I actually think he's going to, eh, at this point, I'd be surprised if he did even after the world cup, but we know it's not going to be before you always want your, your finances to seem secure and there not be any surprises. Uh, Don't expect to see huge buys on players in the year, in the world cup year. Don't expect to see huge contract extensions in the world cup year. 
they're going to want that to be as attractive to buyers as possible. Now, I'm yeah, okay. I don't, I don't see maybe on some other club, but I don't now I don't see not ha- having a brand new coach or not, not knowing who the coach is going to be. I don't see that affecting the price or the, the willingness of anybody to buy the timbers that would be interested because it's one of the, you know, you know what you're getting with the timbers getting a team that's what are we like 10th 10th or whatever middle of the table and spending usually outperforms what we spend on has a built-in market loyal fan base despite everything that's happened i don't i don't see that being a factor maybe not a reason for merit to keep geo all right okay what do you think businessman uh, in terms of him and selling the team, I think Greg is probably correct in that um, he probably won't. Uh, I, he definitely won't before the World Cup, and we'll see how the the climate in in the city is going at the at the time. But I, I think Greg was very articulate in uh, a well thought out explanation, which is very rare. So, well done, Greg. Um, yeah, thanks. That's great. But the the question is, do you think that the, that uh, worried about selling the club at, you know, around the world club time is going to affect Merritt's decision about whether or not to keep him? No, that's the only part I don't agree with. So I think results in the field will, um, will, will dictate what happens. And I, I think, Randy, you're probably right uh, in a way. But I still think that he's at least bought himself a pass for the rest of this season, playoffs or not. Um, And then we'll see what happens. And then, so the, obviously, I'm just curious, like, who would be making this decision? Is it Heather Davis? Or is it Merritt Paulson who says, like, we're letting go of Geo? She's not making that kind of decision without talking to him first. Sure. You don't think? No. It's, it's ultimately Merritt's decision, I, I bet. Merritt's hands are still all over this club. She's just the mouth of Sauron. I mean, <laughs> there'd have to be a call into to, to hidden away in a bunker somewhere, Gavin Wilkinson, but... <laughs> yeah. Where, where did he end up? Does anyone know? He's the I Phantom know. of the Park. He lives above the press box. Yeah. <laughs> you can see yeah. him in the gangway. All right. Well, I feel like we have tackled the agenda. Yeah. It's a good Who's going to the match? Who's going to the match? I got tickets. I, I'm, I'm going. going. Yeah. All right. I don't have tickets yet because they're going to charge us in the morning, but. I did uh, not yeah, opt. I did sure. not opt out. So, I did not as well. I did hear about a lot of people who normally would not try to jack up the price on their general admission tickets, uh, jacking up the price on their general admission tickets for that Tigris match, knowing full well they were going to be bought by Tigris fans who were not going to be able to sit there. <laughs> Same bullshit that happened against Club America, and that's like. What pisses me off about that is it's the same people who are either A, that don't profit off me, bro, culture, or the, 
I'm here for my team, the team, the team, the team. And then you sell them to away fans. And I think that is totally fucked. And Oh, you think I, I, I got, man, I, I get the feeling that that's just more like the, we have season tickets. This is a fun thing. I support the Timbers. They're not they're, but they're not bought into the either. Don't know about the don't profit off me or they're just not bought into it. Well, mark this down 54 minutes and 55 seconds. This is like of the world who are the ones that are like getting pissed. Like you're not chanting for your team. You got to do this for your team. We're here for the team and all their stupid idiot friends. And then when club America came through town, all they did was jack them up and sell them to club America fans and then not go. Um, And I'm like, you can get fucked on your, this is the, it's all about the team. And that's why I want to be here in the stands and chanting. I'm not protesting. What's what's your, what's your source on that? Were they just bragging about it afterwards or something? 100% bragging about it. Uh, There was a, we had a Facebook dispute where (laughs) um, I said something casual, like, I want to punch every single person who did that. And he wrote back, he's like, I come punch me then because I did it. And he's like, I paid for my season tickets. I'm like, I'm not saying it's a, it's a bad business decision for you as an individual, like, uh, like leasing a season ticket from the front office in a, in a year. It's a great idea. Like go for it, but then don't use an argument the next week about how, you're not going to protest because you're there to support the team. Sure. Clearly you're not there to support the team. If you're going to make money um, yeah. to have a more hostile environment to your own team at home. So okay. again, please all cut from the record. Can I, can I just leave the names out of it? Yeah, sure. Did you guys see there yeah. are actually people saying that the no away colors in the North end was a stupid rule? No. no. Where was that? It was, it was on, X zitter zitter wow. whatever it was, zitter. it was a super minority like i'm talking like two three people i saw but yeah there's people that bought tickets trying to get in with a t-rex jersey <laughs> they're actual people saying i don't understand this rule and then cited something about like the ta claiming to be inclusive and i'm like oh jeez, this is too stupid to even engage with the immortal words of laszlo from uh what we do in the shadows really yeah those wives to get fucked yeah (laughs) it's so dumb it's so dumb if you if there was like a split scarf and you were buying it that's that's fine um but i just in those moments it's just if that was anywhere else we would be no way in hell would we be able to wear Timbers Army Green at an away match in Mexico in their supporter section. That's just mental. I did see an MLS commercial where a beer commercial where uh, somebody's wearing like a SKC jersey in the in the LAFC supporter section. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's one of those food commercials, and they like the cheering makes him spill his beer, and it's all like, "Oh, don't worry." Yeah, right. That's no. exactly how that no. would go down. <laughs> yeah, no. Mom. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg, you get the closing track. I thought it was your turn because you thought last time was yours, but Randy said no. So I don't. I didn't. Oh pick God, one, it's in so. the show notes. It's in order. You just go in order every time. Oh uh, Christ Almighty! Says dude who only looks at the show notes like three minutes before we start recording. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make sure if my my uh, song pick is getting skipped over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's do let's do uh double crossed by face to face because that oh. that T Gray's ref totally double crossed us. Mm-hmm. 
I'm in. All right. All right. Josh, where can they reach us? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> on X, some uh, combination of Portland Vanity or Portland Vanity Soccer on social media will find uh, our podcast. There you go. Yeah, that's it. All right. Bye. See you. See you in the stands. Perfect. Just, uh, 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 yeah.